0: Today on Anatomy of a Movie, we talk about The Legend of Tarzan, the new movie with Alexander Skarsgård. Stay tuned.
1: Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Anatomy of a Movie.
0: That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We have Dimitri Panos joining us for the panel today. Hey, movie fans. We have Marissa Serafini.
2: Hello, everyone.
0: <laughs> and I'm Phil Svitek. That's right, Legend of Tarzan. And you know what? Uh, by the way, a couple of quick things. If you're just joining us for the first time, welcome. If you're a returning customer, welcome back. Um, you, for those of you returning, you guys know the drill. This is spoiler filled. We talk production, we talk casting, we talk story, we talk everything. So, very spoiler-filled. Um, and as always, you can download the rundown in our description, so that way you get all of our notes, because we don't a- hit every single point, we just kind of draw from it into the discussion. But as always, let's start with overall impressions. Dimitri.
1: Well, you know, going into this movie, I, I the marketing wasn't clicking with me, and I... Was I didn't know whether or not I wanted to see it, and I have to say, after watching it, I was pleasantly surprised by this new retelling of The Lord of the Jungle. Um, it's a good throwback type of B movie with a really good cast that never like goes over the top. They, for the most part, they just play it straight, and more importantly, they look as if they're having fun doing it. Um, I thought fine direction; it kept the action balanced, story. It kept the story from being a like complete cheese spelled with a Z, by the way, and I enjoyed the historical context of in which this movie was set. So, Tarzan's come a long way since me, Tarzan, you, Jane, he, Cheetah, and I was very happy for it. I thought it was a fine summer popcorn
0: movie. There you go, Marissa.
2: Yeah, I... I- pleasantly enjoyed this film a lot more than i thought i was going to not and not that i had low expectations and whatnot but i really wasn't knowing what to expect um and i walked out of it i was like wow that was a pretty solid film visually it was stunning there i think there was a great balance between action comedy and drama um all blended well together in this film the pacing was great it didn't feel like a long movie and overall it was just a really entertaining film
0: i thought the sticks were fantastic and i liked the fact that this was not a stupid origin story because i would have hated that um which i mean you talked about the marketing the marketing made me feel like oh we're gonna watch this kid grow up in the jungle and what the hell is this really about i had to be honest i had no interest in seeing this movie and it just blew me away Uh, I thought the marketing did a huge disservice to a fantastic, fantastic movie and it's quite unfortunate because I do really want this movie to do well. I thought from top to bottom everyone did a fantastic job. I didn't even know that Samuel L. Jackson was in this movie he brought the lighter side of it, much like, you know, as villainous as Christoph Waltz is in most of the movies, he has that charm to him, that snake charm. It's um, <laughs> a good way to put it. <laughs> you know, and, and I loved it. And so much, you know, and it's <clears throat> probably always good, like the fact that Margot Robbie's character called him out, uh, you know, the one side of your mustache is lower than the other, and, and you could see that it just clicks with him. Uh, a lot of great stuff, great action scenes. Overall, great movie that I just really hope that if if you're watching this cuz you've seen the movie spread the spread the wealth to help other people. Yeah, hopefully
1: you feel the same way, you know, and it's it, it it really gives me good like it's a good pleasure to hear that you folks liked it too uh, because like you feel I I really didn't have the, much of a great desire to see this. I didn't think that the marketing did a fantastic job. And after watching this movie, I'm like this is, this is a good summer. This is a good movie to be released in the summer. We have a decent story. Yes, outside of, you know, Christoph Waltz, uh, Margot Robbie, who is great. Um, you know, but you didn't have, you, you had Sam Jackson, but he wasn't the lead, which is interesting. You know, I mean, he's a lead guy and he's t- taken a, a supporting role in a sense. You know, this, this Skarsgård, he's, he's very good, but not a, necessarily a marquee name. Right, he does a really good job, and action was good. It, like, like you so, said, like, let, good let, balance. Let's, let's start look. a
0: little bit backwards. Right, um, <clears throat> normally we kind of end on the box office and then the reception, but this got a thirty-five on Rotten Tomatoes. That is just deplorable. How do you give this movie a thirty-five? That's worse than X Men uh, X Three. Yeah, or whatever the hell that title was. Blast
2: Dan. Yeah, it's just, it's super low for, and that's very, super disappointing. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I've i been hearing from other people who have also watched this film, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and they didn't. And so, I'm hearing a lot of mixed reviews, but I don't think, from everyone who said that they didn't like it, they, the, it didn't really say anything about, like, the st- that the fact that they had a strong story is like they didn't really give a clear answer to what made this film bad and deserving. One person didn't
0: like CGI was or like, like really? deserving
2: of such a low score.
1: Yeah, it, you know, and I'll be honest, that was one of the things um, that sort of kind of was deterring me in a sense um, from 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 like really wanting to go see this movie. Uh, however, audiences were, were going out, so for some reason or another. The marketing did hit to some, some audience. They were going out, and then I had heard that it had gotten an A- on Score, So it was resonating with the audience. Um, it, was, it, it came in number two over a holiday weekend, a 4th of July weekend. Um, but when I look at 35%, I usually say, that's a stinker. That's not that good. And when I saw it, I walked out, and yet it's just another fine example where... Critics, I think you got... Like, what do you, What movie are you watching where you felt that this movie deserved a 35%? Some critics I was reading going... They said, me, Tarzan. Me, disappointed. And I'm like going, really? Like, that's the Tarzan that you wanted? You wanted that me, Tarzan? Like, you didn't want just a fun movie that, that looked good, that was professionally acted, put together well. Like... What movie did you want
0: out of Tarzan? I, I, like, I mean, he was the Gandhi of Congo. I don't, you know, I, I don't know what other way to kind of really explain it. But I, the, the fact, the the elements of slavery and the history side of it, because there is, you know, obviously Europeans and and, and, and like it's one thing. America obviously has a history with with African in, in terms of the slave trade and whatnot. But you know, very much leading up until World War One, there was they were trying to colonize, colonize. colonize you know, Africa, and eventually, like as most found out, with the apart from diamonds, there was nothing in Africa to, to pillage. So, Ivory, but, but 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 eventually, yeah. mo- most countries were like, "This is what the hell yeah. are we doing here?" And yeah. it just killed them in debt. And so, I, I it was a great notion to it.
1: And you were you were using, albeit I'm sure they were abridged and changed for the movie, but you were using hist- like real historical people. Like, within this movie, Sam Jackson's character, Christoph Waltz's character. Actually, some of the only fictionalized people are Tarzan and Jane. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but I really appreciated that. I appreciated that aspect of this movie. Um, and again, you had, like, it was fun. Sam Jackson was fun in this movie. When was the last time where he was fun in a movie? Like,
0: uh, the, what was it? The Hateful Eight, maybe? He was good, but he wasn't, wasn't
1: like, quite. fun, you know? I mean, like, it, it looked like he was truly having a good time doing
2: this. Yeah, he was definitely the, the comic relief of this. Absolutely. And he wasn't, like, the villain, or which he's also really good at as well. But he was just a supporting character who was literally along for the ride and then along for the adventure. But, like, I thought... There but was a was, purpose. He did. And, like, he grounded you know, the situations that were happening. And he actually ended up being a very valuable asset mm-hmm. to all of them. So he did, like you said, he had a purpose there. Even though he was fun, he had a reason to be there.
1: Yeah, and going in, I didn't know that his character was real. So yeah, I you see too. Sam Jackson, and the first thing I said was, oh, I hope, I hope it's not like, I hope it's not, they're, they're going to pull the switcheroo where he's actually a bad guy. Because I was like going, it would be really cool to actually see him be a good guy. Um, So I'm glad that he stayed that course. And to your point, like, he was funny. It it was great how he had to always keep up with Tarzan. (laughs) You know, that was good stuff.
0: Yeah. So um, I know we've kind of jumped into it, but we'll take one quick step back and then talk story. Um, In terms of development, much like most of these movies that we've been talking about, uh, we just talked about the BFG it's, you know, this wasn't quite the development hell that that was, but this this has been in production, or, you know, it's been discussed for quite a while.
1: Like a decade.
0: Yeah, I mean, this yeah. is dating back to 2000, uh, 2003. So, you know, um, various iterations of that, and almost it got up and going in 2013, but there was uh, a lot of debate over budget, as most likely there always is. So much so that, you know, Yates was saying, it's been a, it's been a real struggle to match the vision with money. Um, though he achieved finally um went went to production in 2014
1: Yeah well they actually yeah it was temporarily shut down temporarily yep. shut down due to budget um which is interesting because well all in all the budget is uh let's see it's estimated a uh, production budget is about 180 million which means you're looking over over a 200 million dollar budget once you start throwing in your hard drives advertising and all that that's that's a lot of that's a lot of spondulics. So Some speaking. people estimate. I don't know if this
0: is a hundred percent true, but they're in order to break even that they need to get to four hundred million. It seems a little much for it. It's
1: traditionally, and you know, just the the math works out to about two and a half times your production budget. Mm-hmm. So to, to 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 break even, that that that's been the math. Doesn't work for every single movie, obviously, but you know, I don't know how where they got funded for this and such. But you know, $180 million is a David Yates movie. This guy's coming off of the Harry Potter films.
0: This I mean, is at like this point the, the scary part is that's that's been quite a bit since yeah, you know, since that came out, yeah, absolutely. So much so that now we have the had about it,
1: yeah, and so him coming back. You know, this is his first project, so to speak, um, post Potter, and it was a it was a story that he was interested in telling. Um, he wanted to tell. He felt that that the time is right to do a good retelling of this tale. Um, and they he more or less started from scratch and coming up with a brand new script. Uh, and you know, from from a budgetary uh, from a budgetary standpoint. Yeah, there was lots, especially after doing the research and how they filmed this, which I found to be very fascinating. You know, you can see where they went into, where, where it may have raised the budget. Not not going with motion capture, which I don't know if that lessens a budget, but doing every animal, creature, completely CGI, because they didn't want them to give a humanistic appeal, which I appreciate. Um, stuff like that, so it just just makes me wonder what other visions he had where warner brothers had to say you know what okay let's stop right now we have to figure this out so i'm wondering what else he may have had that really would have made this the the budget skyrocket
0: i mean in a way as 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 grand as it was um it was pretty self-contained in terms of the idea the idea was simple Mm -hmm. um and and i appreciate that and and uh you know in terms of story one of the biggest things i liked was that you know he refers to himself as Jane not or not Jane, John right instead of tarzan he, he you know he's kind of it's been 8 years so he's kind of forgotten that side of it obviously you know he, it's still part of his history it's not like he denies it but he is very much he doesn't accept that he is tarzan right and this is almost a coming back story and and, and you know all the great things that he might have done this is what makes him He was a hero before, now he's a legend, if you will.
2: Yeah. I like the fact that, you know, we started off the movie with, like, post what happened. um, Or post the story that everyone tends to know. Like, people know how Tarzan and Jane always met, and that's many of the versions out there. It's really just that story, and no one really knows what happens afterwards. And I liked how we started the film after that.
1: You and me both.
2: And then I liked how they slowly went back to... (laughs) The Congo. And then we got those flashbacks. Flashbacks can be overused, but I felt like the flashbacks were really well done in this film because it it was sparse and yet still very informative and let us know what happened in the past. And we got that backstory, too. It was just really well done and for storytelling as well.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. And, And just making a point regarding the flashbacks, apparently test audiences really liked the flashback aspect of the movie so they actually put they had more they cut some out they, they 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 put a little more more in because to appease what the test audience are saying i too like the framing device of this takes place after you know tarzan's back in the <clears throat> he's in the modern world of the time okay. um uh, he's he's the heir of Greystoke uh he and Jane are married and they have their lives and I did like that 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 plot point of what would it take to get him back to the Congo because he really sort of kind of he was resisting that urge but there were some really cool scenes while he was back you know around Greystoke like where we do learn about how his bone structure in his hand like, mm-hmm. that was never really fully explained that I can ever recall, like, how it changed because he was brought up using this and he would Like, and I liked how they used that with the kids and how they talked to him about what it was like to be Tarzan. And you get, wow, he sort of is like a superhero um, to these kids without the mask, but his bone structure... Like, think about, like, a Marvel thing. His bone structure is different. Yeah, it's adamantium, but his bone structure had to change Be it was a nurture... Versus nature environment that he was being brought up in. And when he goes back, I liked when he went back. His village was so accepting of him yeah. and stuff.
0: And the, and the reason why the flashbacks to me work really well is the fact that they're, they're, they're triggered by something that's happening and you don't just go to him for no reason. Right. Mm. You know, when you look out and he, and he like for example, when he sees Jane well, he's reminded of the first, first time he sees her and it's in juxtaposition with you know, you're kind of building that... Because he doesn't want her to go back knowing how dangerous it actually is. Um, you know, and that's... And so it draws those memories of, like, oh, you know, here's our beginning and here's why we left, ultimately. Yeah. Um, so it works well in that way to, to further the plot rather than just, like, oh, here's a bunch of exposition. Right.
2: Yeah. I like the convention of... I mean, we, we talk about it in our past anatomy's shows, but... You know, just Jane in general, because I mean, we had the legendary story of Tarzan and Jane, but sure. Jane, even now, contemporary Jane, is like very strong woman, yep. and Hollywood's actually getting better <clears throat> at building strong female characters. And I think Margaret Robbie is, is an excellent actress to play such a person. Jane could be the damsel, but she wasn't in Mm -hmm. this film, and I enjoyed that. It was a different take on Jane.
1: Yeah, and to take it a step further, too, Margot Robbie refused to lose weight for the role, which I found very fascinating still a great.
2: And what weight and does she have to lose, though? Exactly. Like, I, I she's already understand. gorgeous, and to the fact that like, what more do you want from her?
1: Yeah, I really didn't... I wouldn't understand that uh, either. Um, but you're right. She wasn't... She, she herself, the character, says, you know... Like a damsel? We, we, yeah, like a damsel. She goes, no. no, you're Jane. Tarzan's gonna come for you. And she wouldn't give the guy the satisfaction. And she stood up to the guy. Yes, ultimately... You know, Tarzan and crew come to the rescue, but not due to her being inappropriate or uh, unable to help herself. She was a very able character. In fact, she she said, I want to come to the Congo. She goes, Don't worry. She goes, I'll be with this. I'll be safe. And it took him, it took Tarzan or or it took John, like, just time to think about it and go, Of course, I'm going to have you come out there and. Because you'll be reunited with family, too.
0: Well, then, I I think he also understood that he didn't have a choice. You know, she's that strong. Like, she's (laughs) going to do it one way or the other. Might as well just be with me rather than, you know, lie. Yep.
2: Yep. Listen to your woman. Yep. But, yeah, again, like, I like how it went against that convention or stereotype of what you would expect of a female uh, in comparison to having a strong male. Right. You know
1: yep no I agree yep. I, I,
0: go ahead. Well one of the things too uh, you know th- that I <clears throat> enjoyed about this movie was that it, going back to the um, the flashbacks, just in general the way they told they knew when to tell information. So when we opened up the at first uh, when the movie opened up, I was like, wait, what was missed? How much of the movie <laughs> haven't right. I seen yet um, because you're kind of thrown into it and it, it just kind of goes from there. And, you know, then you're kind of playing catch-up for the rest of the movie, and once you figure out those certain elements, right, even even down to the, you know, the whole reason why um, that chief is actually after Tarzan and why, like, there's such a big bounty on right. Tarzan, then it holds weight, and you're like, oh, wow, okay, okay. I, get, I get it, um, you know, and... It came in at the right time.
1: And, and, and to your point, when you said at the top of the show, and you too, Marissa, as well, when we're talking, this isn't your typical origin story, right? Like, would I like the way it was presented to us. I didn't need a two-plus-hour movie showcasing the fact that he killed this tribe chief's son because he shot the mother. I got it in just the dose that I needed to understand the story. And I'm already on in this story and how that all perpetuates, and why we are where we're at with with this retelling of Tarzan. I thought I thought the script worked; it absolutely. worked well for an action adventure movie.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think there were only a couple storylines <clears throat> that we did have to follow, but it wasn't confusing in any way. They all interlaced with each other mm-hmm. pretty well and interconnected, but they were all wrapped up too. They all had the resolutions at the end, mm-hmm. and that goes for you know, a very satisfying ending, too, because everything was completed in full.
1: Yeah, and for example, Sam Jackson's George Washington Williams story. I mean, I found, and again, not knowing that he was a real character in, in history, but I just found it interesting that he was on behalf of the states, he was there on a fact-finding mission. It was post, that's what I like, too, post-Civil War, in which he was a soldier and he saw... Some not nice things. It was a really good conversation that I had with, uh, with with Tarzan, and to find out that he's there, we believe that slavery is coming back, and it's coming in the Congo, and we have to. He goes, "I'm just here. Look, I'm just here as a fact finding thing." He goes, "That's why I need you to go." So I like that whole you know Tarzan and slavery whole deal, and and it led for a really cool sequence and fight scene on the train. That was um, really good, right?
0: Uh, that was a really good scene. It played well. Absolutely. That was um, awesome. Yeah, and, and, and I like that fact of it. And, uh, the, you know, he was able to find evidence. And, you know, it's always one of those scary... The, the fact that something like this could have been hidden right. for so long. Mm. You know, and and you got to applaud the fact that Christoph Waltz plays the villain in this regard. And he plays it so well. You know, I, I, I between... Because he's not like a typical, he's an over-the-top villain, but he's not in the stereotypical where he's got muscle or this and that. He just has his brain power. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I love Christoph Waltz. I think he's a really strong actor as well. I, I liked how he portrayed this villain because it was cold, subdued and mysterious in a way and you couldn't tell i mean obviously we couldn't trust him but like you can tell he was very calculated and you never knew what he was thinking
1: yeah i mean with me christoph waltz made his bones in inglorious bastards so he won the academy award did he not for that movie i think so i thought um you know he was he was brilliant in that movie as a nazi that was for
2: Jenga. Um, uh, maybe
1: not. It, well in, in, in Django, at least he sort of he played a guy on the morally right side of the compass. That's yeah. just sad. Mm-hmm. But since, you know, I mean he's played a lot of bad guys, you know. I mean, we just recently saw him as a bad guy. He was he was he was Blofeld and in, Inspector. Uh he's the villain in, in Tarzan. He was the villain in Horrible Bosses 2. Um I'd like to see him I'd like for somebody to find a role where he's not necessarily a bad guy, mm-hmm. um, you know he,
0: he's good to see. But I was like, you're he, always playing
1: the bad guy. I want to see you do. I want to
0: see so like, one scenes where he's just eating, yeah. and right. and with filled with dialogue. I, I don't know. Like I could. I think that's the only scenes he. Could, like if that's all he had to do right. for the rest of his life, he would nail every <laughs> single one of yeah. them. Yeah, you're right.
1: My favorite part in Tarzan. And Legend of Tarzan was when he's having dinner with Margot Robbie and he calls in the, you know, the Goonies to come in and say, you know, Jane is done with her meal. She gets up and departs. He looks over and he fixes her fork and knife. And it's okay. like, oh, that's mm. not anal retentive. <laughs> you know, yeah. I was like, but that was a great touch.
0: But he's also what I appreciate. He's very competent, right? The the fact of because you would wonder, OK, Yes, he's got power and he's got people behind him, but he himself—like if Tarzan just took one swing at him, this guy'd be down. But the, but but his whole necklace and the yeah. fact that he knew history and this and that—you uh, know—made him a worthy adversary.
1: That scene that that's within the first quarter of the movie, when he's trying to find Opa, uh, mm-hmm. the location of these diamonds, and the entire army that's behind him gets taken out by this tribe, okay? He's the only one that's left standing. So it's him, those people, they start to come at him, and he takes this one guy out. Because before that, you were just assuming he was the, you know, he's just mapping everything out, but he didn't have the wherewithal to, like, fight because he didn't show it. You know, even even the tribesmen were like, whoa, okay, (laughs) and he goes, oh, you must be chief, you know, you, you know, you must be Bunga. the chief, chief Mumbunga. yeah.
0: Bunga, and he's
1: like, "Who's asking?" He goes, "Oh, well, I'm so and so." And yeah, I thought that that scene was a great scene, you know, because that's the way he's like. What did you call him? Like a, you call yeah. him at the beginning like a
0: snake, I, yeah, like a villainous like yeah. snake. I yeah. forget at this point. You'd have to rewind. I don't, <laughs>
2: don't know. <laughs> Checking <laughs> and playback. He was subtle, and that's the subtle. thing. He, he, he was very subtle, and but even you know, s- simple character. Really? Or when you play it down, simplicity goes a long way.
1: And that's what I said, too, at the top. Somebody could have taken that role and just overplayed it just to chew up the scenery. Okay? Which could have been entertaining, but not necessary for this movie. And that's what I appreciated. None of the actors, including Sam Jackson or or Jane or... Nobody overplayed their part. Nobody chewed up the scenery to say, "Hey, look at me, look at me! I'm having so much fun." Th- that, to me, helped make this movie work. You didn't have a cartoonish villain.
0: No, and as drive, what you know, whether you agree with it or not, <clears throat> At least it was justifiable in the sense that he, you know, he was a guy who had nothing, and now, you know, to be at least in Belgium to say, like, "Hey, I, I rose from nothing and got this," versus. You know, John slash Tarzan, he was always going to return to his home, and that was his home. Yeah. You know, he just—he that the, he was a blue blood versus this is, you know, in some ways you can call it the American dream. From nothing gets something. Right. hmm And, uh, you know, in some ways weirdly admirable. <laughs> sure. Um, just not in the right way. Yeah. Not going about it.
2: Or in some ways— Kind of realistic or relatable, sure, more so because a lot of people can start from nothing but really pick themselves up and make something out of it.
1: Well, he did, he was a villain too that had a plan, he wasn't just oh, yeah. King Leopold's lackey, you know, he, he was going to be remembered. Yeah. For, for doing what he did and finding these diamonds and, you know, um, which was interesting uh, as well. You know, he, you know, he, in a sense, he was a, a pre-dawn Bond villain, you know, um, which is ironic because he played a Bond villain as well. But, you know, he had he had a master plan for himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for how and, he was going to be viewed in
2: history, yeah, and at at the beginning of the film, when they're first establishing his character, and they gave him the diamonds. I couldn't under I couldn't tell if he was a you know power thirsty person kind of villain, or just a financially uh, you know gold digger kind of right. villain who's just in it for the money.
0: Yeah. Which, by the way, the more and more movies I like, I see like this, I'm just like, why the fuck do we like these dumb rocks? why they hold so much stupid value right god damn people (laughs) you and your fucking diamonds
1: go ahead try to get engaged without one good I don't need to
0: Mm. I will I will say uh, this the woman that will have me without having to get a diamond that's the woman I want (laughs) anything less piss off (laughs) there you go Um, so that there's my rant of well those were big rocks those were they the were least. huge. I, I don't know. Again, it's just it's the political side, and it's just I, you know, I. I that's par, part of me hopes, and I think that this is why they're underscoring it. Of you know, hence why the the movie Blood Diamond came out is like why why are we really fighting for this. It's, it's rocks. that big. <laughs> what does it get you? It doesn't feed you. It doesn't do anything. Yeah, I mean, doesn't even look that good to me.
2: Yeah, that's true.
0: Um, anyway, Steve
2: also in agrees with you um i <laughs> from the booth i i like that the fact that yes we did have diamonds but the whole movie wasn't centered around that it that it was just a little factor that was added to it, was it. The, it wasn't well, that was soul. the twist. You're right. Yeah. I mean because it wasn't a sole thing that they were after.
1: Yeah, the grand scheme of things was this whole slavery thing. Yeah, which <laughs> and and colonization. Mm-hmm. It was well above. I mean, the diamonds were only to fund like Leopold had been
0: to get out, out know, of debt,
1: bankrupt, yeah. Yeah. and the the twist comes it was a lot bigger than these diamonds and 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 our you know our villain uh, uh right now I forget Brom the, uh, Brom. Brom his whole th- he knew there were even more diamonds it was above and beyond just the three and what do we do with slave trade more yeah it was this whole thing which again I I like that aspect of the story because it is, you know, it does historically. There, there's historical context to it, which I'm sure there were liberties taken. But still, for anybody kid who's watching, and even for me while researching, I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't realize that.
0: I mean, this is yeah. there, real. You, you know? know, I mean, obviously, today with America, um, obviously we're, we're very politically charged in that way. And but I, I do think I, I liked how it was presented, and I hope that Americans that do see the realize that it's very much a part of our history whether or not again you could say like oh I wasn't involved I wasn't born there or maybe that's not in my family but it is American history and you need to accept that that is part of our very horrible history mm-hmm. and maybe that's what that's that's we can come well, to that will not have so much violence in today's day and world
1: well hopefully you know but you know and going back to the historical context too so you had a real historical villain during the late 1800s Leopold Leopold ruthlessly exploited the Congo for its rubber crop resulting in mass enslavement and genocide modern estimates put the number of Congolese deaths attributable to his regime specifically uh, in the millions with this as a context you can hardly accuse the film of romanticizing colonialism Uh, and then Yates goes on to say obviously it's a big exciting action film uh, and and Alexander Skarsgård explains, but this is the reality that Tarzan comes back to in the Congo. An appalling situation that wasn't there when he was growing up. To your point, at the beginning of the show, the movie had stakes. Mm. You know, It had stakes, and even though it was a ruse getting him out to the Congo, once he's out there and he's seeing what's going on, he realizes that he can do his part to help. Uh, That, again, it wasn't just a silly reason for him to be there. To stay there. So.
2: Yeah, and in
0: some ways, what I think, you know, the turn for him, too, was that <clears throat> he, he does feel bad because he prematurely did leave. And he at the end, he realizes that he needs to be the protector of this place and really be the legend that, you know, people have always made him out to be mm-hmm. uh, because no one else will do it, Yeah, in a sense.
1: That's a fun and fascinating that we never see this Leopold on screen at mm-hmm. all. He's only discussed. He's only talked about. Um, We have Leon Rahm as being, you know, our main visual villain who's carrying out all the dirty work. Uh, And believe it or not, uh, Rahm himself is thought to be an inspiration for the brutal Mr. Kurtz uh, in Joseph Conrad's Heart of Darkness, Mm -hmm. which, when you talk about colonization, that's what Heart of Darkness is, is really about and what Kurtz just goes off the deep end and setting up his little, his colony, so to speak. Very interesting when I read about that, and you can see the parallels about that. I thought that was cool.
0: Indeed. Um, Well, I want want to go back to Tarzan, because um, the one thing that all three of us had just um, surplus research on is his physique. (laughs) Crazy. (laughs) I mean, there is an article that you can read on the internet about Tarzan that doesn't talk about the the preparation that Alexander Skarsgård went for this role.
2: I mean, that's serious dedication. We've talked about it in other films where people have had to get in shape for the role. Right. Like, um, you, you, we had Creed with uh, Michael, Michael B. B. Jordan. Right. And we had... Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Sure. and in, in his film. so Even Chris
1: like, Evans in, as Captain America. Right.
2: And yeah. so it's always fascinating what these guys have to put themselves through. Like very strict diet. He mm-hmm. was on eight months of no sugar, no dairy products, no alcohol. Seven to
1: eight thousand calories a day. Every
2: three like, hours he had to have a meal like on the dot. Like that's serious commitment. Yeah and, and He's like a lot of paid. yeah but like a Good lot money, of willpower right. too but to, you know just dedication to actually looking the parts and right. uh alexander said in multiple interviews it's not just having the physique but also making him look like he was actually athletic and he grew up in the jungle like instead of just the shape right. that he had the ability
1: yeah one of the interviews i i saw yeah just because when he goes, yeah, I'm naturally thin. Yeah, few. He yeah. goes, I actually naturally had to put on weight, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's too bad. <laughs> so, but you know, the, the, you're right. The rigorous amount of, of time spent, uh, caloric workout. We hear about this all the time. Whether the, whether they're whether it's Daisy Ridley working out and on a sword fight and things mm-hmm. like that, and what they have to do to to stay physically fit. But yeah, I mean, he played the part. You know, some people. And I don't get it with the critics. I thought his interpretation of Tarzan was was fine. People said he was too stoic it went, like what are you wanting from me? I mean I thought he was I thought it was fine. I thought it was good. I thought
0: he I thought he was great and uh, you know he also took on the role to impress his father' because his father was a big Tarzan fan mm-hmm. um, the the uh his little brother. You know, he was a Tarzan fan, and his only fear was, like, I do not want to be the world's shittiest Tarzan.
2: Yeah. Especially
0: to to the brother.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's great for him to take on that kind of role for, you know, father's love. Absolutely. Um, But also just the story of Tarzan himself. He he was a person who grew up in the jungle, He didn't really have the human... You sure. know, connection. He he doesn't. He wasn't properly educated how to socialize with people. So you got to remember, like, he's not going to be the most communicative person. He doesn't sure. have those social skills. So, do you want him to be the most loquacious, fun guy? It's like, no, he's <laughs> no. not going to be that. So, no. I think Alexander did a great job being like a very serious. Maybe he was stoic at moments, but like a very straightforward, serious person.
1: Yeah, he was fine, and and I really enjoyed the times together with margot robbie i enjoyed his partnering up with with sam jackson because that relationship warmed up and again i thought it was a great button at the end of the movie when he's like did you you didn't really think i was going to do that like you know and i thought that's funny recall and he's gaining the sense of humor Um, I really enjoyed that as well Speaking
0: of uh, him and Margot Robbie David Yates asked Margot to punch Alexander While directing their sex scene Yates says it's an earthy moment Of her enjoying (laughs) sex with Alex So I told her Just slap Alex while you're making love Give him a punch (laughs) (laughs) So Scarceye said David wanted it to be primal and animalistic So he egged us on
2: And she did (laughs) She did Um (laughs) indeed (laughs) And and there were other interviews also saying that Margot gets like really, <laughs> uh, really into the roles and like very committed into the performance right. and whatnot. And that's to break up, you know, that kind of heat of the moment, so to speak. It is it's more so like you know, let's have fun a little bit. Yeah,
1: and, and and apparently that was like one of the only bruises that he recorded throughout the entire <laughs> entire filming. He got beat up by a girl, which is awesome. Hey, don't with but, Mark. but good for her too. Yeah. I mean, again, it just goes back to I really, I really got the sense that they were having that the chemistry worked and they were having a good time making this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that really came across uh, very well. Um, the other thing that I was very surprised about, but after reading about it, I thought it was really cool, is that they didn't use motion capture for anything. Every animal that was in the movie was 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 computer generated. I thought they looked really cool, but David Yates wanted to stay away. He didn't want to give the animals human humanistic Attribute. attributes. Attributes. Yeah. Um and I think it really worked. I believed the apes um you know, there were some really cool scenes. Okay, if you want to nitpick, yes, there were probably some scenes in which you can tell that they were CG. But I could point to Jungle Book and say the same thing, even though it's a far better movie. Don't get me wrong, but you know, you, you know that it's CG unless it looks like South Park <laughs> animation. You know, you gotta be a little bit forgiving considering all that was in this movie. And I thought that the the animals, especially the apes, were as much character. Oh,
2: absolutely. As,
1: our human counterparts.
2: I think they did a great job of showing just how <clears throat> scary and menacing the jungle can be right. with all the different animals like the elephants can be gorgeous the hippos can be scary as you know and and even the gorillas don't mess with them because Disney got to hand it to them you know Disney Tars and animation great film and I feel like a lot of people of my generation probably grew up with that and knew like gorillas can be friendly they can be they can sing to you and then be friendly and nurturing and like this was so not the case. Yeah. These gorillas were scary you did not want to pick a fight with them even though they they did but like completely animal you don't want to connect with them as humans.
1: Yeah and at the same time too it was uh, they weren't I mean Planet of the Apes you get that sense but they weren't walking and talking Mm -hmm. like they were on their you know their hind legs they were using their four legs to walk around using their sounds Um, they would beat people uh, the scene, uh, that flashback scene too, I thought was very well handled. Where Tarzan saves Jane, mm-hmm. um, and he took the thrashing, the thrumming, the thrumping, so to speak. I thought that that was very well done. And again, I did get a sense like I knew his brother, that that the father that hated him for being the human in the in the camp. But she, they gave them distinguishing marks enough so that we knew. When he, he was coming back. back. Yeah.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and I like that. It was smart. And I, I, I like mm. the way Tarzan explained it, of like, it. He thinks I'm a traitor. Yeah. You know, which it, you saw. They built up that bond really well. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it makes sense. Okay. Well, yeah, you left.
1: Yeah, you left us. And, um, again, just going back to the creatures, I like, like, they did their research as well. They did a, they, they, they were at. Wildlife parks. They were photo scanning real animals. They got their traits down, um, you know. And I found that to be pretty cool. And it worked in this movie. Worked really mm.
0: well. I agree. And they, are, you know, not only did they not use real animals, it, it was way cheaper to not shoot in Africa. So they did not shoot in Africa. They
1: didn't. But you know, is you know, there were parts that they did. But here's what I thought was really clever. I didn't. Yeah. And I didn't even. Again. Yeah good for them because there were scenes that were on the boat that took place in a tank but they took the footage that they shot up against I didn't, usually you can tell when there is a when they're using blue screen or green screen to show um, it's the olden days of, of movie making where they're driving the car and the movie's playing behind them oh, yeah. I, I couldn't tell, when yeah. I read about that I was like, that's Cool, because I had no way of knowing. Yeah, no, they
0: were seamless. Absolutely seamless.
1: I felt so. The sets that they built were had to be pretty cool, because I actually thought they did something there. But you know, yeah, I mean,
0: overall, to you know, they did. um, They were fascinated by Africa, and so they they um, they filmed a lot of plates, as they call them. Right. You know, they would take the helicopter out and just film whatever they could, and made it look. I mean. If nothing else what i i loved the jungle was just so luscious mm-hmm. you know and, yeah. and when it was raining when it was sunny this and that it, it was the tone they captured it really well yeah well
1: apparently too um so at about 2012 warner brothers sent their scouts out to cross africa at the equator to to, to look for locations and and david yates he said he was so amazed by the image of of uh apparently it's Gabon I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly Um, that he hopped on a plane to see things for himself and he said for four days David sat with his nose pinned to the window his new project rendering in real time in front of him That the Gabon National Parks team flew him over most of the remote parts of the ancient forest where the canopy breaks for immense granite sorry about that don't know what's going on why I'm dinging Um, On the return home, he rewrote the script to include the incredible features he had seen. And the mere fact that they were able to photo capture those plates, use them in a soundstage, and have it seamless, hey, that's movie magic. And another good reason to see this movie.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah,
2: I mean, that's so well done. You wouldn't really think it because also I think the action and the story is so compelling that you also kind of forget what you're watching because you're just so sucked in. And, um, you know, uh, l- like, love everything that's going on. And I-, I think it was just so well done. If their plates and whatever footage they shot, it was just, like you said, seamless. And I think it's just. It shows how good the movie is that you're so engrossed in it that you don't yeah. even realize it.
1: Well, here's something else cool too. They made a specially made mount for six six high resolution cameras were built to capture an incredible 160 degree panorama that appear that end up on film. And you know they had uh, Fred North, flew the director of photography Henry Barm, hour upon hour in search for the perfect moment. So. 160 degrees I think that that's six out of these high resolution cameras yeah I mean it really led to an authenticity I think in this movie that was a, that, that's really cool it's a good story point uh, you talk about absolutely
0: <clears throat> I 100% agree with you guys uh, and by the way the, the cinematographer is named Henry Henry Braham that's right did Golden Compass Nanny McPhee and Flyboys yeah
1: and, and again, it was shot. Most of it was at Warner Brothers' uh, Cutting Edge Studio at Leviston And um,
0: Margot Robbie enjoyed being, one of the sets that they were on was the former Hagrid's Hill from Harry Potter. Yep. And Margot Robbie <laughs> got a kick out of that.
1: And now, if it's the same studios that I'm thinking of, they do. Uh, I was there when I was in England. Uh, they have an amazing Harry Potter tour, oh, like I bet they amazing. Must, yeah. Like I walked into the Great Hall, and of course, David Yates, who has. He's pretty steeped in the history of Harry Potter himself. Just a little bit, yeah. In fact, I, you know, I found a lot of things interesting. I didn't realize he actually left um, in in while they were doing the post a lot of post work, so he could go start uh, Fantastic Beasts
2: mm-hmm. uh, and, and
1: Where to Find Them. But uh, you know, he's a busy guy.
2: Busy I guy. Just David Yates. Yeah,
0: I can imagine. Absolutely. Um. So we've kind of talked about the, the other visual effects stuff. Uh, Marissa, do you want to add to that? Might, might as well talk about it. You know, there's... Uh... Um,
2: yeah. So, we, I mean, we mentioned the gorillas and the fighting. Yeah. Um, even though, yes, they were all animated and whatnot, they, they said for the filming aspect of it, they, sometimes they would have guys in suits just so they can get the placement of for the eyes, eye line. And then also it was <laughs> like tennis balls on C-stands. That <laughs> That's uh, what they had to look that and Alexander Skarsgard said in interviews sometimes it was hard for him emotionally to act because he's trying to, you know, connect with this ball. baby elephant that he grew up with and or, or like knew his whole life and whatnot. Yeah. And he's really talking to a tennis ball, yeah. is
0: if, if Tom Hanks can get emotional with the volleyball, yeah, he, it, it could be done. He's paid to right. act, he's paid to act. That's what he does.
1: Um, you know, that, that is one thing of the story that I thought again it was so briefly mentioned it was so briefly brought up I thought there was going to be more to it but it was the ivory poaching and you mm-hmm. saw I believe it was trains or the carts that had all the tusks mm-hmm. you go you know and then they had that majestic scene with the elephants, which, again, it sort of kind of brought me back to Jungle Book. Remember that? Remember those amazing scenes with the elephants?
2: Yeah.
1: But I liked how he said it's in the eyes. It's in the eyes that they can say more with their eyes than you and I can ever say in words or something to that effect. And I thought that that was a very majestic scene that they came across, that herd of elephants. Now, I wish that there was that, – that could have been another good story, but – Um,
2: i think we saw enough did you because it was hinted at a little bit i think what i liked about the sequel (laughs) if we get one uh what i liked about all the animal interactions is that they felt real and authentic like this is how you would act when or this is how you would behave when you're with gorillas you bow down and expose all your vulnerable parts like who would know that? Right. Or this is how you act with elephants and show reverence and whatnot. I Like, I felt like every look, because they were going everywhere in this yeah. jungle, I did like that. But, like, everywhere they went, you learned a little bit more about, like, <coughs> who Tarzan was just mm-hmm. via the interactions he had with different animals.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he truly was Lord of the Jungle. He, he could, in a sense, Dr. Doolittle with these animals. He, he got their. There's sense. We also learned about the hippopotamus. When you see a hippopotamus, you run. But I got that but, from the jungle cruise in Disney actually. I like, scary scary. That was they're also
2: scary. yeah, that was also a good setup at the very beginning when she's talking yes. to the kids about what hippos do. I was yes. like, that's gonna play a part and sure enough it uh-huh. did. So um yeah, and even like the bird calls. Even, like, during that flashback, and we know that Tarzan can mimic a lot of yep. animal noises. I was like, that's pretty <clears throat> fascinating, too.
1: Hey, you can talk to the alligators. He yeah. can. <laughs> you know? I mean, the, it, it, that was a really good scene as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, right. But, yeah, I mean, it, he, he earns the moniker of Lord of the Jungle. And, uh, yeah, it was—all that stuff was a lot of fun, and I think it brings Tarzan back, I thought this movie brought Tarzan back in a really decent way. That I was like, why why not? Like, why can't this movie... Why shouldn't this movie make more money? You know, it's not... I, I don't, you know... He's not your typical superhero, but he definitely has superpowers. But, he, but he, you know, that, that's what I
0: appreciate about it in that way. He, he had to figure out his own way. It's something slightly different. Um, we've seen... You know, uh, you could say the vine swing is similar to what we've seen with Spider-Man, but you know what? It's a whole new environment. We've seen New York before, we, the jungle not so much, and ultimately he had to de- devise his own plan in all of this, and uh, it worked.
1: But, you know, it, it, to your point, adding to that, this is where I think that the movie succeeds. I was so afraid that they were going to make this, that were going to bring Tarzan into the concrete jungle, mm-hmm. Right. right. Like, how do you modernize this? How do you modernize a, a, a character that, that that was invented in, say, 1912, right? Ooh, let's bring him into the city. We'll have him swing off telephone pole wires or whatever. But they stayed true. And I also, like, when you heard that Tarzan yell, too, that was great. And I loved how they made it guttural,
0: mm-hmm.
1: where even, where even um, uh, Christopher Wallace's character goes, not exactly the way I thought it was going to sound. And I, I thought that, that that was a brilliant line, because it wasn't the way I echo. Oh, that's cool. That's right. like got a growl to it.
2: I like their self-awareness of that also. Even uh, David Yates said in interviews that for the iconic mm. Tarzan yell, yes, they recorded Alexander doing it, but they added a lot of different sound yeah. effects into it, and they mixed a lot of sounds to get an, an original kind of sound yeah. to such an Iconic sound that we've uh-huh. heard a million and a half times.
1: Yeah, and I thought that the tree swinging okay. Yes, you could figure out digital that it's digital. <laughs> that 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 Alexander Skarsgård was not swinging around trees, but I thought that they did a pretty decent job. Like the the, the leaping onto the train scene, I thought was really well done. Um, you know, I thought it was handled. I thought it was handled fine. I, I thought it looked. That look fine. You can nitpick the hell out of almost any CG thing. Yeah, I
0: I, I believe that when they all take the leap of faith of, you, you know, jumping off that cliff and there's Sam Jackson's character. Like, what the hell <laughs> am I doing? <laughs> uh, you know, those, those were great moments. And in, in terms of I didn't see it in 3D, but when they're running along the trees and seeing the depth yes. below them. Yeah, I mean... It, and the fact that they don't have an inkling of of fear and they're just doing this versus like then again you cut back to Sam Jackson's character, which I imagine most of us would be like, whoa, this is well, yeah. this is pretty high up. <laughs> yeah, where's the railing?
1: Yeah, I, and um, what was it, um there, there was something you had said earlier about about again w- with Tar, I just forget what I was going to say. Sorry about that. I just had a brain fart.
0: <laughs> well, all good. <laughs> Unless I uh, don't have a Wizzy Pop. I don't have a Wizzy Pop. <laughs>
2: I don't have a Wizzy Pop. Check out
0: our BFG show just for that. Um, well.
2: It was fun seeing them run everywhere. Because you can see, even though that Tarzan was removed from the jungle for eight years, yeah. it still never left him.
1: No. And you know what? The, he, he never really left the jungle. Actually, some of my favorite scenes were when he was coming back to his village. And, you know, it was just so accepting. It was such a nice... You can see why. There was a nurturing, loving, caring environment. And you instantly bonded with these people so that when peril comes their way, you know that they can fend for themselves to an extent, but you didn't want anything really bad to happen with these people. And they could fight, too. So Tarzan bringing them into the fray, so to speak, it was, yeah, it it was a really cool addition to them following the Lord of the Jungle. And they did it for family purpose, as well as saving saving this village and, and, and saving the slaves. Yeah, it was, it's, you know, I don't know. I, these are all these heroic, adventurous things that I enjoy going to the movies for when they're done well.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah I agree. Absolutely. Um, Mark Day is the editor. He's also worked with um, David Yates on <clears throat> Harry Potter. He also recently did Ex Machina movie that I know you both loved
1: great absolutely
0: uh, very fantastic movie so I thought you know uh, overall like, it comes in under two hours mm-hmm. so they tell a the story very efficiently
2: yeah, I mean, they never lost the pace for me, um, and also just the idea of constantly, there was constant movement. We didn't stay in one location for, like, less than an hour, and um, but I enjoyed that, because we felt like we were along for the ride with them, because even though they were all in different locations, right. you can still understand what's happening, and they're all going to meet up at one point. Um, which I, I felt helped with the momentum of the story, as everything was progressing. They were physically moving forward, so was the right. story.
1: Yeah, and I, and I got a sense too that the, the movie gave us a good geography by having Margot Robbie over here. They're chasing after her. We know where the village was, you know, and then we're coming into the city or township, uh, so to speak. Uh, you know, by by the docks. Yeah. Um, I got a good sense of the jungle and where where we were. And all the the miles that had to be traversed, which makes it even funnier for yeah. um, uh, Sam Jackson's character.
0: I mean, they, they did it really well, you know, because we get the oh, – you're right. Um, Christoph Waltz can't Rom. He shows us what the Congo really is. And then to see Tarzan just kind of draw a line in the sand of, OK, here's the river. Here's the way we're going. Like, OK, I, I, that makes sense. Yeah. I, don't, I don't need to overcomplicate it in terms of, no. OK, we're going to cut through this jungle and it's yeah. called this. And then – just, nope, the river goes this way, we're cutting this way. Well,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's it. And you have to keep up. <laughs> yeah. That's all that was.
2: And that's slowing down for you. Yep. <laughs>
0: uh, so let's talk about the soundtrack. Uh, Rupert Gregson Williams, known for over-the-edge B-movie, Click, and Hotel Rwanda. Hotel Rwanda being the more serious tone work that he's a, done. That's
2: a great movie as well. Um, the music was great, especially during the fight scenes. Mm-hmm. Like, I always point out when I notice it, but, it, that like, those moments when it was, like, either with his brother, Gorilla, or when they were all fighting the, the chief, uh, the Cuba tribe. Or, right. or, not, not, actually, it's not the Cuba tribe that they were fighting. It was when they were being taken over. Right, right. Um... It was like, there was, actually, if you think about it, there were some intense moments. Sure. And, like, it really elevated that. Yeah, I
1: agree. Yeah, the music was pretty good. And, and to your point, too, with, with, with the fight scenes, I gotta ask this. Like, was there, was there any moment that you actually thought Tarzan was going to beat his brother I mean, for, like, two seconds at the beginning when they were going, like, in slow motion, which, again, sometimes slow motion you go, oh, this is stupid, but I really liked how they charged each other. And for maybe a fraction of a second I said, oh, yeah, he's going to win. But then I'm like, nah, yeah. he's not, <laughs> not going to win. Wow. And I sort of liked how he didn't.
0: I, I like that he didn't. Um, I thought maybe, you know, he could pull just the same way Mowgli, right? He wasn't a wolf, and he pulled in yeah. human elements, um, you know, Tarzan was trying to be an ape and if he pulled in like human elements, maybe I don't know. But that's that, that was the way that I saw him.
2: Yeah. winning. I'm glad he lost, but I did like what the fight established. Right. Just a, a sense of family that was been broken, disloyalty, now earning respect or gaining that respect again. And it also just added like for a fun action scene. Yeah, it was but a good action. there scene. was immediate levity right afterwards because he's, he's <laughs> pummeled on the ground and he's making jokes yeah. so uh, I, I think again that goes back to there was a good balance between yeah. action and comedy and drama well yeah. it also
0: helped that the, the, the brother I thought like this was someone's gonna have to die you know what I mean? I, I, okay. I well, because in typical, you know, typically you have the you have to fight for your place, and then whoever if you're wins
1: challenged, is, right?
0: You know, uh, but this was enough for the brother brother of like knowing, like, okay, listen, we can keep this all day, but you're going to lose every single time, and I don't want to kill you.
1: I almost got. I I was almost thinking that, or, or actually, not almost thinking. I was thinking that Tarzan went into this fight knowing that A it was something that he was going to have to do and B that he was more than likely going to lose you know just because his brother had the the pure strength and brute and brute behind him but he knew that he had to do it just for that as you said that that that, that respect he had to like he was coming back he had to stand up for himself and even though he lost and the brother was like he even gave him the
0: mm-hmm.
1: the nod and he walked away and then the brother comes back in a big way to help save the day, too. Great So help
2: build up something for later on, too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's good
1: stuff. I agree. It's a good movie. Yeah,
0: 35%. What the,
1: what are you doing, critics? What?
0: I don't know. It's
1: just, I don't know what you're... I don't know what movies you're watching.
0: I don't know. I Well, part of the promotion, Alexander went to the movie, MTV Movie Awards and uh, he said, meet Tarzan. I gotta give the fans a little skin. So, you know, he nodded to the fact that, yes, he has a shirt off for a lot of the movie. Does that turn, I don't know, are most of the critics just males that just don't like Alexander Skarsgård with a shirt off? Like Whatever. What's going on?
1: He's, he's supposed to. I mean, it wasn't as if it were exploitive and or gratuitous. They didn't have the loincloth.
2: No. I'm glad they did not
1: All I can tell you is uh, this particular person that I saw the movie with can be quoted as saying... Hubba hubba, <laughs> <laughs> many a time <laughs> watching him, and I uh, said, "Oh, I'm gonna go get some more popcorn." I <laughs> do <laughs> There so, you go. Um, hey, like I said, I didn't find it to be exploitive at no. all or overly gratuitous. It's it's Tarzan. It's Tarzan. He's. I, you know,
0: like, I mean, as, as muscle bound as he, you, you know. At the end of the day, he's not like the typical muscle bound people. That he's not gorilla esque. They no. could have gone that route and really just like roided him up and, and whatever. No, he's not. No,
1: but he couldn't be that way. You know, I mean, he had to be so much life to yeah. to be able to swing, to be able to ha- get, garner the speed or to, to 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 run through the jungle the way he did, and have that stamina. I, I thought the physique was perfect for that role.
2: Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: And I didn't and find I, him to be, like, model-esque either. No, right? it you was, know? Like,
2: like, physical stature and, like, physical presence that yeah. even if you take John Clayton in London, he had a presence to him. Yes. And you take him in the, in the jungle, he still had a presence yeah. in a different form. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed it. And you know, uh, we didn't need any loincloth because I liked even his clothing kind of got not so much modernized, but more contemporary with what we would see in today's storytelling. Sure.
0: On a side note, I love the introduction of Samuel L. Jackson's character. Because you don't know who he is, and obviously he's the only black man, and he's segregated on his own (laughs) section. (laughs) Right. You know, and he's, in a way, almost doing, like, housework chores because he's um, whatever, the walnuts or the... Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then you
0: find out no, he's just eccentric. Yeah. So he's
1: he's an eccentric on a fact finding spy mission, sort of, kind of.
0: Yeah. You know, and he Mm -hmm. has
1: to, uh, and he gets the help of Tarzan. And actually, I think that's probably why Tarzan, as soon as he heard slavery, it's like, could that be going on back in my Congo? Like, could that be going on in my home? I have to check this out with him. So, and again, I do like how that relationship evolved. So um, and 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 Sam Jackson too took the role because he too was a big Tarzan fan. Mm. You know, I, I felt that uh, there was much love going into this production, and probably one of the best film adaptations. Like you know, it's far better than you know, Legend of Greystoke, and even the uh, even the Bo Derek <laughs> <laughs> um erratic Tarzan movie that came out in the early '80s. Mm-hmm. You know, you had the Disney Tarzan, which is. Disney Tarzan, it's yeah. fun
2: friendly, yeah,
0: Marissa had a quick uh, trivia thing. There are more than two hundred movies in entertainment with the title Tarzan in it, yep, that's a lot of a talk lot of about movies. franchise
2: yeah, well, but if you think about it like <laughs> th- I think that's what makes this film good and actually stand out and memorable because Absolutely. there's so many iterations of there out there, but the, like this one actually tells it. In a really great way with strong actors, strong stories, and just visually how they showed it and pieced it together. It's like, what's not to love of this movie?
1: Edgar Rice Burroughs himself, the author of, you know, he created Tarzan. Edgar Rice Burroughs alone wrote more than 40 novels and short stories about the Lord of the Jungle between 1912 and 1947. There were other authors who later wrote even more. There were comics, cartoons, stage plays, radio serials, and there were movies. Um, so, yeah, and then, you know, Johnny Weissmuller Mueller was the guy that made him popular in the 30s. Um, I remember the Tarzan television show with, I believe it was Ron Eli. Somebody would have to look that up, but I believe he played Tarzan on TV, and that was had to have been in, like, the 60s or so. The other good thing about this movie, too, is it didn't have cheetah.
2: Like, I, and maybe oh, some
1: yeah. people, like, there was no, like, lovable chimpanzee to save the day or whatever. Yeah, there's no cheetah. So, I, it, and, and again, I did, like, me, Tarzan, you, Jane. I,
2: but it different take. Yeah, just, it like, didn't
1: need it. It didn't need that me, Tarzan, you, Jane. I like they gave that Jane was feisty and an independent woman. Um, so it was good stuff.
0: 100% agree. Um, you know, obviously you can have sequels off of this, but will we get one it'll depend on the box office. Um, uh, which as of you know, not very strong. It was projected to make 25 to 33 million in its opening weekend. Um, it did just above, well, not quite opening weekend. It it did about that. 38. <laughs> yeah,
1: it did 38. I mean, thus far, um Domestically it's done about sixty point seven million. Uh worldwide it's at like eighty. Um it'll be interesting to see you know it's its legs. Another movie that on cinema score got an A minus. So audiences were really being drawn and really enjoying this movie as well. Uh we'll see if they continue to give it the love in the second, third, and fourth week. Again, with a hundred and eighty million dollar price tag on it... I don't know. They got a ways
2: um, to go. But. They do.
1: And and I and again I just gotta I said this too about Warner Brothers. There was a time when they just they had such a crack team marketing movies. I, I don't I don't think they put their best foot forward for a movie that was opening up on a fourth of July weekend. No. Like it it needed to look bigger um to get those audiences out there, you know, it bested a Steven Spielberg movie. Um, you know, we can say that it came in second only to a movie that's been raining at the box office, The Finding Dory. But at the same time, I don't know, I think I don't know how you market it better other than perhaps if they had showcased some of the action, give more Sam
0: Jackson for crying out loud, I think that, okay. and, and show the stakes of all of it. Yeah, and the fact that again, he that he's going back, I think. I think it solves two things. One show, Sam Jackson, you mentioned the great scene where they're going back and forth of like their slavery in Africa and that triggers him to go back. And then boom, you know what? After that, throw whatever images that you yeah. want, but you get the story. He's going back and he's fixing this. Yeah. So, yeah. Any last uh, final thoughts before we wrap out?
2: Um, yeah, just... Uh, I mean, we talked a little bit about the production and we... Like, I always loved... Uh, when it looks pretty and you know, lighting and whatnot, Absolutely. I I loved the different tones, the different feels for what was London world and what was the jungle, the Congo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because even uh, John Clayton in London, it was so blue and stark and kind of saturated, right? And you can tell that like that wasn't his home, that wasn't welcoming, right? It was very kind of dark and dreary, yeah. And, and you can tell that Tarzan didn't really belonged there. He lived there. He didn't belong there. But, like, the minute we went back to the Congo, the minute we went back to Africa, it was warm and luscious yeah. and sunny. Beautiful. And you're like, this is his real home. And I love the, just the color distinction from blue to orange and yellow yeah it's like green this is where tarzan yeah this is where tarzan actually belongs.
1: this is where he flourished and i think the
2: lighting was just gorgeous in the flashback scenes with even you know the lovemaking scene and whatnot but and or even the scene when after tarzan got pummeled and he he wakes up in the hospital and sees jane for the first time the lighting and that and the close-up shots of like during certain scenes and like that one or even the fight Absolutely. scene at the end like c- cinematography was like fantastic yeah. but the lighting was gorgeous yeah. as well
1: and yeah, the movie was shot well I oh mean, yeah you know, no stunning. argument about that stunning no argument but, yeah it was shot well action scenes were, were, were filmed well Call again <clears throat> I, 35% Rotten Tomatoes I don't get it
2: yeah. No, don't get it.
0: Sure. Give, oh, it a f- f- give it a fifty-five. Give it a sixty. I'll accept that. Seventy,
1: seventy-eight. I'll, I'll give it a
2: you know, put it way higher than. I
0: mean, that's my. Nice, but at least, you know, it's got to be higher. I, I yeah, just I, don't
1: understand. What are you looking for in a Tarzan movie? You know, and I think that it delivers. And I think it's. I think it's good for 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 all audiences. Um... And hell, if maybe we talked about this a little bit with BFG, maybe if it inspires a kid to go get the Edgar Rice Burroughs books mm-hmm. or something, you know? I mean, he doesn't have a cape and fly or, or or a shield, but he's every bit as strong. And and there's a good story here. It's a good popcorn movie that never overstays its welcome. This isn't a two and a half hour sojourn, or you know, no. yeah, it's good. It's just under two hours. I saw it in 3D. I think that's what I meant to talk about before, because you, you had I said you didn't it see it in 3D. I saw this movie in 3D, and it looked fantastic. It looked great. The action sequences were not blurry. I, I could see perfectly well, sharp and clear, what was happening on screen at all time. The depth of field and focus was was, was great. It was a good movie, a very good movie to see on the big screen in that 3D format. Yeah. So there
0: you go. That's
1: those are my parting
0: those are my parting uh, words. <laughs> all right. Well, Marissa, anything to add?
2: I really enjoyed this film. I probably will buy this when this comes out on DVD. I really enjoyed it, and I think visually it was great. Music was also really well done too. Mm-hmm. I think as a story from like storytelling, visually how they executed it, um, I think it was just so well blended, and all the pieces fit and it, they did it so well and things like we, we got character arcs we got story completions and mm-hmm. that's what you want in films and I think this movie was firing on all cylinders yeah.
0: it was a pleasant surprise for me hopefully it was a pleasant surprise for you and if you, know, if you have yet to see it hopefully this is a stamp of approval to go see it uh, because it, it is good it's worth checking out at the very least um, it, it's a lot of fun, you know, and it offers something different. I just honestly, sw- the first half of the year was a superhero movie after superhero movie, and it's just mm. too much. This, this is something different, and you know, it's, it, it, it's a world that yes, we've seen the jungle before and whatnot, but this this offered a different viewpoint into it, different stakes, and very much enjoyable. So, you know, let us know your comments and and yeah, let and us know. You know, happy to talk with you. Whatever you guys want to talk about, more about this movie, whatever plot lines that you enjoyed, um, because there were so many. Yeah, it's and good I thought stuff. the ending—the ending was just fantastic with the animals oh coming in yeah. and just a great set piece all around. It really was. That's where the money went. Yeah. it's yeah. a
1: it's good fun. summer popcorn movie. Yeah, it really yes. is. So-
0: so, uh, don't piss off the hippopotamus. That's the moral of the story. <laughs> in the meantime, at DMovies 1701. Yes, <laughs> support me on Twitter. Say hey. <laughs> at Serafini TV. Yeah. That's right. And we're at the Popcorn Talk and at Movie Anatomy. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, you know, if this is your first time, hopefully you guys enjoyed enough to tune in to the movies that you've seen. You don't have to keep checking back in every single week, but the movies that you've seen check in with us. Recently we just did The Shallows. We did The BFG. Um, we've got Secret Life of Pets coming up. We've got Star Trek Beyond, yay! <laughs> and uh, Sausage Party and whatever else. We've got tons of stuff. We've got tons of stuff that, and that's you know, that's only in the coming weeks. So, and in in our library, we have over 250 movies. Um, unfortunately, we don't have any of the other Tarzan movies, but it's all right. You know what? We, we hope to build, so uh, something to aspire to. In the meantime, we'll see you guys later.